Chapter 16 There's a monster inside all of us, you know, Caleb said. He was letting smoke fall out his mouth as he spoke. He had one hand on the steering wheel while the other held a cigarette to his lips. His face was spotted with pockmarked shadows. The thick, square lenses of his glasses reflected the white of the full moon. He and Laura were on a thin, rocky road headed upward from the big house. Caleb smiled at his own words as they poured out of him rhetorically. Everybody has a monster, he said. You've never met yours, though. I bet it's the one that escaped down that vine. I think that might be my monster, too. I've never met anything that I'm afraid of. But you know as well as me that whatever crawled down that vine has to be something awful scary. Scarier than the spider. Scarier than the mantis. Laura watched him smoke and talk to himself. Back at the house, she had used his hidden bathroom and found it had no windows, but was tiled from ceiling to floor like a cell. But she'd used it to change and met him outside. She'd even climbed into the truck herself, opening her own door. The flash from earlier had made Caleb seem less scary, and he'd said he would help her find Dan. But now, as if all that had only been imagined, Caleb was smiling and sucking sexually at the end of his cigarette. With every few bumps in the road, he would bring a hand down onto the seat between them and feel out with his fingers, reaching for her leg as she repelled in disgust. Relax, he said. We'll get you a drink, and then you'll relax. Laura didn't like the way he was talking to her. It felt gross. The smoke from his cigarette filled the cab and hung like a fog. Caleb kept talking, but his words didn't soothe her as they had before. Now they seemed excited and playful. Do you remember the last time you saw me? He asked. Before the wedding, I mean. Do you remember the last time you saw me in school? Laura didn't answer. She watched the thin strip of road creep along in the headlights. Caleb scoffed and blew out a long drag of smoke, flicking the butt out his window. You remember, he said, shaking his head. Laura closed her eyes, waiting for him to say it, preparing herself for the vision of that awful day to come back to her. Laura did remember. She saw the bright yellow walls of her algebra classroom. It was a Thursday in May, a week before she would graduate high school. 
Thursday was school pride day. She was wearing her drill team uniform, a sparkle sequined leotard with a lightning bolt across her chest and a short pleated skirt that barely covered her legs. Three other girls in class were wearing the same thing. They were dressed for their performance at that afternoon's pep rally. Today was the first day Laura would take a place on the front line during their chair routine, and there was only this one algebra class left before the rally. The remaining classes for the day had been canceled in an attempt to drive up attendance and excitement for the school year's few remaining games. Laura was drawing a circle in her notebook, a deep black circle that spun into itself over and over again. She always did this to avoid the eyes of a gross and lanky boy that the world had stuck at her side like a barnacle. In every class, every year, Caleb Caulfield had sat at her left side, staring at her nonstop. At first, in elementary school, his eyes only bothered her a little because she was very young. Back then, Caleb had seemed more like a ghost, one that no one else could see. But over the years, as the other boys in her class began to talk to her about him and say strange things, Laura began to understand what the look he was giving her meant. And on this Thursday in May, the eyes looked no different than they always had, floating right beside her like two torn open holes in reality. But she'd never looked back. She always kept her head forward and to the right during class. In the halls, she just looked at her feet, counting the few tiles that took her from room to room where Caleb's eyes always waited. And in the cafeteria, she would focus all her attention on whoever at the drill team table was talking. She never listened to a word they said, but just counted out the seconds remaining in the lunch period by tapping her sandal against her heel. She counted every moment that passed until lunch was over and she could finally go to the gymnasium for drill team practice, the one period of the day where Caleb's eyes were nowhere to be found. At practice, she got to dance and laugh and finally feel like herself. Practice was only a half an hour, but it was enough of a break to get her through the day. Practice on this Thursday had gone well. Everyone had remembered their uniform, and they'd marked their positions with electrical tape on the gymnasium floor. After a month of learning the dance moves to Jordan Knight's Give It To You, their coach said it would be one of the best Bethel High drill team performances ever. Their coach was an old woman who spent most of the practices seated on the lowest bleacher bench, eating candy and watching with applause. Today, after a quick run-through, they'd all just eaten candy and sat on the floor, listening to the radio for the next song to work on. 
Now, Laura sat in her algebra class, trying to think of any of the songs they had listened to. She was trying to distract herself from Caleb's eyes. She couldn't remember any of the song titles. Her mind was too tense and uncomfortable. She sat slouched in her seat to keep Caleb behind her, where she could only feel him and not see him. She almost had the name of one of the songs figured out. She was piecing it together from fragments of lyrics. Then, several voices in the classroom started to shout and scream. Laura turned and looked. Caleb was digging a pen into his own forearm. Blood was pouring out of it and splattering on the floor. Even then, she could not look up into his eyes, but only at the arm as he tore it open from his elbow to his wrist. Then suddenly her math teacher lifted her out of her seat and carried her out of the room. Laura thought she would never have to feel Caleb's eyes again, except, of course, in her sleep.